Hey, everybody. I'm so pumped about our episode today. Uh, Jamie and I thought that it would be pretty relevant to talk through all the reopening conversations that are happening all over the world right now. It seems to be the only thing that us educators, teachers, administrators, everybody, it's, I feel like it's all we're thinking about and all we're speculating about. And to be honest, Jamie and I don't exactly have all the answers, but we talk through it and we, um, this is something we'll probably continue to talk about, especially because August is almost here and August is just that month where you, we all are just preparing for everything, right? So it's going to just, you know, continue to unfold. So we hope that you find it pretty useful. Um, and I wanted to just quickly say um, our email, allthingsmontessoripod at gmail.com is open. I check it every day. I've been emailing with a few of you. Um, I love hearing from you guys. And we, Jamie and I love it. So like if you have any questions or comments or ideas or anything, just shoot us an email. We love it. Um, and I, I especially say that because community is everything right now and we're stronger in numbers and we cannot do this alone. Um, so I'm just, you know, wondering what, you know, calling on our all things Montessori community to come together and support each other as, as we can. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this great, this just, you know, great episode all about this crazy time that we're in right now. Um, and I hope everybody's staying safe and well. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Rachel. <laughs> oh, man. I This topic we're going to talk about, I wish we had more answers, but uh, we've been hearing from our community and just sort of, you know, listening and seeing what the Montessori community is talking about right now. And it, it seems to be focused on this pretty big issue of um, reopening and when do we reopen schools due to COVID? Yeah, it's a yeah. big, I mean, it's Sorry. a huge issue nationwide for everyone right now. And, yep. the, you know, if you're paying attention to the news or anything, there are no, there are no easy answers. And we certainly um, no. don't have any expertise <laughs> in a lot of ways on this uh, in terms of, <laughs> Uh, best practices, but uh, we thought we could just talk a bit about some broader principles to keep in mind as you're as you're thinking about how to how to support children or how to how to um, reopen your school, whether it's in person or online. Right. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, specifically with online, is the screen time component. Um, that's something that, um, you know, it, it's it's almost foreign to us in the Montessori classroom because we don't do a lot of technology. Um, and so having to kind of go online all of a sudden um, was a pretty big change. Um, and so when you're thinking about yeah, reopening and, you know, when your school is sort of having those conversations, I think thinking about screen time and also thinking about your community and making sure that it's equitable and that everybody you know, if if there's lessons online or or expectations that each student can you know can effectively do that, um, because you know there might only be one device per household, or there you know there might be 
I, I, there could be any number of things that could get in the way of a child's learning. Um, and it doesn't have to all be on Zoom online. You know, there's other options right. too. Right. I think if you're if you're looking at an online start, you know, kind of continuing what happened last spring, you know, in the spring, everyone was in survival mode. So whatever you did to survive, great. Right. Um, at this point, we're still in a bit of survival mode, but also really pull back, I would say, and think about what our broader goals are for children. You know, first of all, we all just have to acknowledge that if children are not in person in the classroom with their teachers all day long, like we normally would have, we are not going to have the same quality of instruction and the same experience. So don't hold yourself to that level, high level of an expectation of what the child's experience will be. If right. you are trying to manage your 25 to 30 children in separate households, <laughs> you know, from a distance, like it's not going to be able to be the same. Uh, so right. give yourself permission to acknowledge that and hold yourself to sli a slightly lower standard as a guide. Um, you can't replace the experience of being in person in community every day at a distance. No. There's, um, there's no way. Um, and I think there's just no way. Right. And yeah. coming to grips with that, um, I think helps uh, because it's mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking. It's terrible that we can't magically do it. Um, but that kind of takes the pressure off a little bit that it's just going to look differently. Um, but you can still implement a lot of the a lot of the same things that we do in the Montessori classroom. It's just in a different way. Right. Um, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't have they don't have the prepared environment in the same way. But but give parents some good tips on what they could do having consumable supplies available, um, having a, a good workspace at home for the children, having um, uh, accessibility to kitchen supplies and other things that they might need throughout their day. So give parents some guidance on on that prepared environment. Mm -hmm. um, and think, you know, like, to be honest, for me, my biggest concerns for children right now is that they still maintain their excitement and curiosity about the world and that they're engaged and they want to explore. Yes. Um, and yes, of course, I mean, we want to see some skill maintenance, you know, or that sort of thing. But but I, I just worry that uh, children will not stay excited and interested, uh, yeah. especially if we feed too much content to them through uh, whatever mechanism, whether it's a parent presenting or or watching videos of your teacher or any of that. If we if we over schedule and dose out, you know, feed them too much, they're not going to have they're not going to be continuing to build their independence and their curiosity. Um, so from that standpoint, I really encourage teachers to think of ways that children can explore concepts at home, like, so they don't have the materials in front of them, you know, but they could explore ratios through a baking assignment yeah, um, or a, a baking activity. 
or they could do it through, um, you know, comparisons about their home life, like being creative about how they can use their home environment to continue to, you know, support their, their learning. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not easy, no, <laughs> but no, it's definitely not. But there, I think, you know, work of the home, um, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And there's a lot, especially with cooking. Oh, my God. I mean, there's so much math and cooking, um, but there's so much creativity in cooking, too. Right. Um, but I think um, work of the home, practical life, um, you know, it might not seem like, oh, maybe they won't be interested in doing that. Um, but you'd be surprised. Um, I find that children actually really like that kind of stuff. Um, and it can help you for your parents, you know, it could if your child's helping with the laundry, it's a win-win. Um, and those are life skills. You know, I, I think a lot of those skills like cooking, cleaning, gardening, things like that, those are kind of forgotten um with children. Um, sort of like, you know, there's more things that are important. And of course, I'm not saying that math isn't important or anything like that. But we kind of have a real opportunity right now where we are at home and keeping um, a home clean and how how to, you know, empty the dishwasher or how to run the laundry machine or, or how to bake bread or, you know, whatever. Um, there's a lot of exploration there. And there's a lot of practical skills. It's a lot of working with the hands yep. and things like that. And and I know whenever I work with my hands, I feel fulfilled. I feel focused and I love it, you know? Um, so it's something to think about. And with those daily sort of home activities or even like if you're playing a lot of games at home or or children are playing a lot of games with their siblings or their parents or whatever, um, Another way to like layer in other, you know, to layer in math is like, well, why don't you keep track of the scores that you got on the games and then graph those across time and then do some comparisons between players or between, you know, like how many like how many games you played in one night mm -hmm. and how did that mm -hmm. impact the the probability of different scores or you know there's any number of sort of math ideas that can come into like you can play a game that's focused on math but then you also could bring another whole layer to to that you know to that experience of of graphing and um evaluating scores over time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you could do that with your garden, graphing how things grow. You could do that with, I mean, there's there's a variety of ways to have children experience different math concepts without being able to access our beautiful materials from the classroom. Yeah. Um, so I would, I mean, as you're thinking about your classroom, I would really um, be... If you're doing online learning, again, be like cautious about too much altogether on screen live at the same time, yeah. time, you know, because in a classroom, we aren't going to get the whole class to sit down together very often, maybe once a week. I mean, it's just not a it's not something that we do. So right. no reason to do it in the same way online. But be sure those individual meetings are happening so you can be really responsive to what individual children are 
telling you about what they're up to. Yeah. And then there is going to be just that increased communication with parents mm-hmm. that is totally different from when they're in the classroom. Because, of course, the parents are the ones that are seeing the bulk of it. Um, but keep in mind that... Uh, we don't have to replicate the experience the child would get in the classroom because we can't. Right. But you can support sort of that individual excitement and curiosity. And the other thing I would say, too, is try to support maybe some group projects that the children could do together or discussions they could have over Zoom. Yeah. Or maybe that's the focus of any sort of small group presentations that you offer. Um is that they get that chance to, you know, they get that chance to interact and communicate. Right. And that's such a, that's so important for this, for this age, for this age child, you know, that social component. And that's a great opportunity for you to um, kind of hold them accountable in a gentle way. Um, You know, you guys are going to work on this project and and let's meet on Thursday and talk about it or something like that. You know, Um, that, that means that they're going to do it. Um, or if they don't, then you're going to talk on Thursday and they're going to say, oh, whoops. Um, you know, and we do a lot of that in the classroom, right? Like, um, I'll check back in on you or, or we'll, we'll talk about this in our individual meeting. There's, there's that sense of accountability with, and it's gentle and it's just a nice reminder just to make sure that they're continuing their learning. Um, but the, you know, the group, the group project I think is a great idea. And that's something that, you know, they can do without you. Um, you might need to be there for some of it. But, you know, I also, as I, as we're talking about screen time and things for children, I, I, I worry about screen time that is being placed upon the guide because it's a lot. Um, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting being on, you know, it is it's exa- exhausting. It's like you're hosting uh- your own live TV show every day. And that's just, that's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think also the other thing to do as guides, and I would encourage you to share these things with each other, it doesn't, you can also curate some other great resources for children and for parents to choose from yes. while they're working from home. You know, yes. so, so find, find the, you know, a great existing video that's got five minutes of fantastic information on volcanoes for that group of children that are interested in volcanoes or, you know, utilize existing resources. You don't have to create everything Mm -hmm. yourself. Utilize what you can share so that, um, so that children are getting, you know, the information they need. I mean, it's hard right now because libraries, and so many places are not even open to check out books or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. So we do have to, I mean, we are lucky to have the internet where it's at and, and that we can access some of that, you know, and and um, and there's great short videos available for those kinds of things. So just continue to be creative as you think about this online or hybrid learning support yeah. um, if your school is not reopening. and. I know I've heard from schools that are opening for in-person, but they're having to manage the numbers really carefully, too. Um, And it's just going, again, even even for schools that are reopening and you're managing a lot of different things like that, I mean, I would just say, grant yourself, give yourself permission to to get to lower your expectations of yourself yeah 
um, because this is so different to try to keep children away from each other, to try to um, disinfect materials between uses or Mm -hmm. any of the sort of things that I'm seeing that schools are needing to do. Um, That means less time to do lessons. That means... um, different relationships in lessons or in the way that you function. And so recognize that, you know, just, just don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, it's going to look so differently. And also this is, we're all just navigating new territory and we're all in it together. So again, and we've said it a few times, like if you have you know, Montessori colleagues, if you have your friends from training, if you have just any kind of teacher friends, just collaborate with each other. You do not have to do this all by yourself. It is a mountain of work already and then put a pandemic on top of that and then put hybrid online whatever kind of learning. It's just so overwhelming. Um, So if you write some stories, share them. If you have any ideas, like just share them with each other, share them with us. I mean, I just think that you know, we are truly all in this together because um, we can't do this alone. Um, And, you know, educating and helping to, you know, guide these children through this time, um, they need a lot of support um, because they are very in tune with what's going on. They may not be talking about it like we are, um, but of course they know things are strange um, and they miss their friends. And, and, you know, especially if you're back in the classroom, you know, those children are so all over each other and all over the place <laughs> that it's really hard to, you're right, keep them apart. Um, so it's just, you know, give yourself some grace, take a beat and, you know, really just think about how to make the classroom still be an enjoyable, fun, creative learning experience. Um, but, you know, it's it'll it'll take some trial and error. Um, and I think, especially in the fall or in the spring, whichever hemisphere you're in, um, anything that you can do outside, go outside. Um, cause that's safer. Mm-hmm. It's safer and, um, it can be a little bit more normal outside, I think. Um, so I, I yeah. can't stress that so, enough. I think it's a, I know, I think it's a great opportunity yeah. to spend a lot more time outside. And I have seen schools that are really converting the space that they have to yeah. allow for outside uh, work periods. Mm-hmm. And that's, I love it. That's a, that's a great idea if you can do it. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, And it just might mean that you have to, you know, equip yourselves with the right clothing as yeah. eventually it will get cooler. But, you know, I think it's a great idea um, to, to be outside as much as possible. There's so much work that can happen out there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're recording some video, a video bank of lessons for y- your class, you know, and find that to be useful, like tell us that I've heard that some teachers are doing that. And then mm-hmm. children have some different lessons to choose from on their own independent time or, you know, think about um, ways that things are, have been working for you. And yeah, definitely share them. Yeah. Uh, and we can work at sharing out some ideas as well, because... Yeah, this is unknown territory, even though, I mean, remember back in March when we all thought this was just a short term <laughs> thing? Um, it, I mean, it's, and, I have to laugh because it's been, I feel like, I mean, it's been so long, you know, and we're still, yeah. we're still in and the thick of no, it, no end in sight. <laughs> and 
Yeah, there's no clear end in sight. Yeah. And so as you've had time to reflect and think about different ways, yeah, share that out. And just, yeah, be patient with yourselves. Be patient with parents. Yeah. They're, you know, freaking out yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and think about what's sustainable for you for for whatever sort of whatever sort of work you're having to get into for this fall. Um, I heard so many teachers staying up, you know, till two, three in the morning and getting up and working all day last spring, Mm -hmm. trying to navigate the lessons they were giving, the communication with parents, the individual meetings, all of it was becoming so much. So as you, if you're preparing for that online learning again, really set some some clear boundaries of what's going to make sense so that you can still, you know, occasionally sleep. Yeah, because, you know, more than ever, taking care of yourself is so important right now. We are in a high stress time. So make sure you're checking in with yourself. Um, And, you know, also lean on your teacher friends, your other Montessori friends, um, so they can lean on you. You know, we, we community is more important than ever right now. Um, the community in your classroom, the community of parents and also your community and then, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, because, oh man, I mean, it's, it's easy to just be completely overwhelmed and stressed and you might have those days too, but I mean, some days just, you know, make sure you're doing all your self-care things that you do to make sure you're that, to make sure you're okay. Um, and you know, when you're okay, you're going to be able to really support the children. And that's that's something I've learned over and over again. You know, um, we have to put our best self forward for them. So, yep. No question. So, yep. yeah. Again, this, there's no, we have no answers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yep. Uh, uh, we really feel for all of you that are working hard to think about what's going to best serve the children yeah. in your community. And, and um, we hope that you're, you know, keeping in mind that you're doing the best that you can. This isn't ideal. And keep those characteristics of the children at the forefront of your imagination as you're creating this, these learning opportunities for children. And, and, um, and yeah, take care of yourselves. That's right. Take and reach out to yourself. us. Like, yeah. let us know if you have any questions. And um, I'm going to think about some ideas that perhaps we can share because, again, we all need to just collectively work together um, because I'm sure everybody has just wonderful ideas, right? And we, we no one is in this alone. Um, right. So, yeah. Hang in right. there, everybody. We're going to get yeah. through it together. <laughs> we will. 